Okay, so welcome to a unique football collective podcast. In this, I'm joined by Sartak Mundal. Hello. And I'm joined by Paddy Hoy. How you doing, boys? So on this, we're going to sort of leave it to you, actually, Sartak. And um, we've got the online football collective conference in May. Um, so I'll just sort of let you lead away and talk to us a little bit about that. Well, so basically, the idea came about to me towards the end of the month when everything was getting into lockdown and we were seeing a lot of free webinars and stuff going on in LinkedIn or any other media platforms where academics are basically presenting their work, helping the wider audience across the world uh, to gain knowledge, essentially, I can say. And the, the idea clicked and that is when I guess it was announced that the Football Collective 2020 in Portsmouth won't be going ahead because of the coronavirus thing and it will be postponed to 2021. So that was when the idea came in that, yeah, we can all be stuck at home, but why not have an online conference? Why not give the early career researchers a chance to present their whatever they are doing, the research related to football? To a platform and present it to the wider audience across the world. And the thing is, we well, once it is online, you don't have to be physically present, and it broadens the range because people from across the world can present. And we have so far had submissions from researchers in eight different countries, oh, which is a huge thing in itself, I believe. I think it just shows sort of the magnitude and the spread of the of the collective and the sort of. Uh, solidarity within this sort of branch of research in in football and academia. Do you not think, Paddy? You see, I come exactly. I, I agree with everything that everybody said, and and the thing is, you know, I I come into football studies from uh, politics and media on the back of you know having this idea for a book about fan culture, and you know, I I wouldn't have had the confidence to actually propose that book or I wouldn't have had the confidence to come forward if I hadn't been to the Football Collective Conference itself because it's such a warm and a collegial place. And if I thought it was like, you know, like Sarthak finishing off a finishing off a, a, a bachelor's degree or someone doing an MA or even someone just in the foothills of a PhD, I'd love to have been given the opportunity to, to, to speak in that sort of place. And this conference is, is a, a really unique place to do so and something I think you have to be commended for Sarlan. So Sartak, um, I know I joke around a lot and call him your Uncle Peter but um, you've managed to get a very very well-known figure within football Peter Drury to do a keynote for us. Do you just want to tell us a little bit about that and how your relationship with Peter has sort of grown over the last couple of years? Well so it is sort of you can say a very unique relationship I have with Peter and his sort of one of my unofficial mentors because I love to do a bit of commentary on the side and I have done commentary in the Sheffield Varsity in the last year. I was supposed to do it this year as well, but unfortunately, because of the COVID-19, it didn't go ahead. If you see across YouTube, uh, one of the first interviews of Peter Drury on YouTube was done by me. And after that, we managed to get him for another podcast as well. Uh, for the football collective i'm forgetting the episode number but once you put it out you can definitely i guess it is episode seven if i'm not wrong it is yes episode seven yeah yes yeah so basically and once it was like online because getting peter physically to a conference wouldn't have been possible for me but since it is online i just thought of proposing the idea to him that well this is what we are doing would you mind please coming down basically 
presenting a keynote on your what you have seen in the broadcasting field over the last 30 years and because it is done from home and you can also sit and attend the other research ideas that will be presented by various authors and he was very keen to do that and supposedly because the lockdown has been extended and will be further extended unless there is a vaccination coming out i guess it will be a brilliant day to get a speaker of that caliber who has over 30 years of experience in football broadcasting is such a, an iconic and unique sort of member of the the football community um, you're going through now uh, the call for papers which is you've asked for a 250 word abstract from authors um, containing obviously information about their research including their name and a short biography um, with a, a view to have it of a 10 minutes with a 10 minute presentation sorry with a five minute question and answer at the end How's the call for papers going? I know that you're doing it with Les Crang, whom other people might know as more than a game on Twitter. So just just want to tell us a little bit about that. Well, the call for papers is going pretty well and we have had over 12 submissions so far. We are evaluating it. We are speaking to other early career researchers as well, potentially putting in their paper uh, so, so that they can present to the wider audience as well. And we have seen a different variety of papers ranging from fan identity to fan culture to say the responsibility of the Premier League uh, through crime. And I guess Les has submitted one of his papers as well today, which is around why authorities are not discussing regarding taking decisions about regarding how to end the football season. and. I think the wide range of topics which we are seeing in the Football Collective Online Seminar is very interesting because it is giving us various perspectives internationally as well. I guess I have seen a paper from one of the, one of the submissions which is related to the, the social media identity of female footballers in Brazil and Germany, which is an interesting topic, I believe. And it will be an interesting seminar. So if anyone wants to submit a paper to that, that is um, the online football collective at gmail.com. And that's just a 250 word abstract um, containing obviously the information about the research that you want to present and your full name, your institution and a short bio about yourself. So if we just move on from the, the football collective online conference now and just sort of give a, a bit of a recap as to the podcast going so far. And this is where I'd like you to jump in, Paddy, just I think it's amazing how well we've gone from season one to, to me doing it on my own and then you joining in and, and Danny joining in as well. It's been brilliant how much it's taken off and how much more content we're getting out. Um, so Paddy, I'd just like you to take over there about what we've managed to achieve so far and what we've got going for, going forward in the future. Yeah, well, listen, if we're only building on, on, on the great start and the foundation that you led, Josh, you know. Um, I just think that, you know, I, I was, I'm a journalist as well, you know, before I started in and teaching in in the academy, as people call it very grandly. I was a journalist. I was working as a print journalist until quite recently. And uh, I think that sometimes a lot of academic organizations don't really understand how easy it is to harness things like podcasting or even just doing online newsletters or, or stuff like that. And I think when you've got so many interesting people who are really, really interested in all aspects of football, and we're only, you know, you know, we're literally only a Skype call away. You know, one of the things that, you know, we aren't 
Radio 4 producers, any of the three of us, are we? We're just enthusiasts who like talking to people who are interested and having a conversation yeah. and then putting that out to other people. So those other people might be on their run or walking a dog or doing their gardening or doing the ironing or, you know, in lockdown, they might just be, you know, pottering about the house. But fundamentally, what we are, are enthusiasts who want to speak to interesting people. I think, you know, I'd love to speak to more women academics, female academics, more women who are interested in football. I'd like to do more podcasts about women in the game. Um, but, you know, you know, we can only do the, the podcasts that people approach us with. So, you know, there are things that we'd like to do better in the future. I'd like to, you know, maybe look at LGBTQ football, refugee football, and have more diversity in what we do. But fundamentally, it's just, you know, so far it's been me, you and Sartak. Danny's had a few people let down, but he's been helping me on mine. Fundamentally, it's just us gabbing yeah. on about football to people, isn't it? And it's, it's brilliant, yeah. And it's it's so interesting as well when we're talking about the globalisation, if you'd like, about the of the football collective. When you go on the analytics page of Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud and it shows you that we're being listened to in five or six different countries at a time, it's, it's quite uh, mind-blowing, to be fair. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's been conversations that that I, I, I didn't really expect to go where they did. I recorded my own 10 by 10 yesterday, which is about the 1982 shoot annual. And uh, it ended up being a 30-minute conversation about football media between me and Danny, which we're going to bang out at some stage. Um, a conversation with David Kilpatrick on Eduardo Galliano's Football in Southern Shadow. Which that, was, was a, that was a brilliant one, yeah. It's, but it's just, it's, but it's one of those books there, guys, that, you know, it's such a brilliant book. And it's a book that anybody who's doing football scholarship, whether you're in the economics of football or you're in football development or you're in football and media or football and identity or any of those sort of, you know, annexes that we have of our scholarship, you have to read that book. It is such a, a fundamental text on understanding the nature of South American identity and football and the role that football plays in it. And Galliano is a, pardon me, I have a bit of a cold today. Galliano's a, a poet as well and, you know, very politically active. He had been, uh, you know, the the politics of Chile and, and that is, it looms large in his life. So when you get somebody like David, who's so passionate and, and who is really interested in football, I mean, I think a lot of what the podcast has proven is that podcasting is about listening as opposed to talking. Yeah, and that book's a, a big one I'm interested in. I'm sure a lot of Leeds fans will be with Bielsa's links to Chilean politics. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of moving forward in the future and the scope's so big for it now. And if we can sort of get into categories and we can invite more people on and, and widen our scope, then that'll be brilliant. I suppose, if you don't mind interrupting there as well, Josh, like I, the other thing about it is, is this isn't something that that we have hived off as for just the four of us, and this is our play thing, and yeah. we won't let anybody else in. You know, if anybody wants to record their own Skype conversation on a subject of their choosing, and Dropbox it to me or you or Sartag, I mean, Dropbox it to me, I'll edit it, I'll bang the music on to start, the music on at the end, I'll even record a wee introduction if people want. Um, we want to use this as a tool that not just for the collective but people might begin to integrate into their teaching or into their scholarship Do you know um because i think of you course, know yeah. like yourself who's just started a phd you know why don't you you know say i don't quite know where i'm going i don't i haven't got the confidence to speak to my supervisors we'll have we skype we'll talk maybe we'll bang it as a podcast maybe we won't but the thing about it is is that because it's diy media the true kind of spirit of punk or early hip-hop Let's just give it a go. We don't need to have the production values of 
Radio Five Live or or Radio Four or any of those, you know, the, the you know Muddy Knees who put out James Richardson podcasts or the Football Ramble or Football Weekly. We're fundamentally just here to serve a group of enthusiasts who want to, you know, talk about football. It might sound like it's two tins, you know, held together with with a bit of string, but you know, I think that's part of, I think that's part of its kind of charm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's something that we can improve upon moving forward, obviously. Um, but I did see today that Amazon run out of uh, podcast microphones, so there could be a crisis on its way already. Yeah. Yeah, we said, you know, modern capitalism has all these crises built into it, hasn't it? There's the other thing about the podcast is I texted or tweeted uh, Stuart Cosgrove, who does On the Ball, the longest running football programme on British radio in Scotland. And uh, now I've, I've interviewed him from a book on football, but I said, I'm coming up for the Celtic game. Can I interview you about these few things? And I don't know if you've heard the podcast. But like I, I got to sit in the house of one of my heroes and talk about football for 45 minutes. Yeah, that was you know? a brilliant podcast. And one of the big things I took away as well is like how soothing that guy's voice was. <laughs> you know, like if you could get him on an app reading bedtime stories, you know. Put, um, so how, how are you anyway, Sartak, away from sort of all this? And how are you finding uh, life in lockdown? Obviously, it's probably quite unique for you being um, over here originally from India. How's that all going? Well, basically, it is, I'm locked down inside a student hall, obviously, with my flatmates. And to be really honest, I'm keeping myself busy doing some own personal research and preparing for life ahead once the lockdown is over. Because obviously, as you all know, that I want to get into higher studies, doing my PhD on sport economics in Asian football context, specifically something which hasn't been done so far. And so I'm basically waiting on the result of my application to come out. I've already applied for it. And apart from that, yeah, assignments are done. So I'm finally can call myself a graduate because I have submitted all my assignments. And I'm sure that whatever happens, I won't definitely fail. (laughs) 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 So Netflix is getting a nice battering by you then at the moment. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, some keeping myself busy with watching some of the stuff on sports stuff on Netflix as well. Watch the English game, yeah. although some of the facts are distorted. Uh, got it. But yes, it was definitely a good watch regarding uh, the inequalities existing in the English society back in the days. Yeah. So anyway, before I, I start going on about, I'll just jump in there. I, I'm refusing to watch the English game because it's written by that tube who wrote Downton Abbey, who's so in love with the British class system. So there you are. I'm having my lone Wolfie Smith left. Well, I'm not watching that nonsense. However, if you're looking for a brilliant, brilliant recommendation of a football documentary on Netflix, it's a brilliantly documentary called uh, Concrete Football. Uh, it's, a, it's about uh, small-sided games in France, and it has people like Riyad Mahrez being um, interviewed in it. And basically it's saying that small-sided football performs the role of that within migrant communities and black communities in France that basketball does in African-American communities. It's absolutely brilliant. Only one hour, and it's one of the best things I've seen for ages. I've rewatched. Is, is that the suburb of Paris that all the, the sort of world-class footballers come from? Yeah, and they're showing you, like, you know, they have regular street games, and it's, it's only three aside and four aside. It's an absolutely blind documentary, guys. Really, really good. It's called The Concrete... Is it called Con- Concrete Football? 
Yeah. Well, before I start talking about Tiger King for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to be <laughs> off for that in my house. And before we get into any legal discrepancies about who fed who to what, I'll bring it into the podcast. It's been brilliant speaking to you both. Um, I'm glad to see that you're both in, in good spirits and that you're both keeping in good health. Um, and I'm looking forward to moving the podcast forward when we can. So thank you very much, lads. Cheers, thank you. Thanks, one.